Then Parenting Radio, this is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Take two. Take what, two. What happened to her take one? <laughs> I couldn't get my name out. Why couldn't you get your name out? I know. I, I just started going... Like we that. are um, going to talk about random things. Random parenting things. Well, and just to kind of tie it together, we had all these different ideas, and we thought, well, why don't we just talk about all of these things um, to kind of... And we're going to keep you in suspense. You're going to have to listen to the whole show. Because yes. there's, they're all like on different subjects, but they're all super important. And a few of them have to do with the upcoming school year. And we got we got things to share. Um, I want to first talk about American Idol. What about American Idol? It's been over for like three months. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. As you know, um, my dad calls me up. Yeah. Um, a, the day before the American Idol concert, my dad. Oh, so the concert. Yes. My dad is a big fan. Yes, he is. There are many people in that age range. Yes. That are, are age big, range. Age range. <laughs> They're big fans. So um, I'm trying to see if I can say this story as succinctly as possible. But basically, Please. in my um, when you and I started dating, we got married, there were certain things, and my dad's going to hear this, and, and that's okay. Okay. There were certain things that I needed to do to establish a new relationship with my, with my dad now that you were in my life. Right. And there are certain boundaries that need to be set. Right. Because when you started this relationship with me, where did I live? With your dad. He, he lived in the apartment below me. Right. And he would come up and hang out all the time. Right. And was that easy for you? No. Why not? Because it's like, you know, how can I explain? I mean, we didn't have privacy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the simplest way. We're not going to go into every story, but right. its I think it's difficult regardless if it's your dad or anyone else's parent. You aren't on your own, right. and you are kind of in, you know, with someone else or living with another member of your family regardless if it's your mom, your dad, or whatever. And then there was a time. So I basically had to start setting some healthy boundaries right? so I can have a good marriage with right. you. And a, and a better relationship with and your dad. And a better relationship with my dad. And then fast forward maybe two years, and I was still working on these boundaries. Right. And my dad saw that there was a house for sale two doors down from <laughs> our house on York Road. Right. And he came back to me so excited. He's like, I can't wait. I'm going to move. I'm going I'm to live right next door. This is going to be great. Right. And. Um, Gosh, that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. And it was uh, a challenge because I needed to disappoint my dad and say, Dad, you need to give me some space. Yeah. Um, it's not healthy. It's not a good idea. It's not a good idea for my family. It's not a good idea for you. my relationship with you, Dad. Yeah. And so I, I, I did a good job at setting boundaries. Right. And since uh, then, uh, I think our my relationship with my father has gotten better. Yes. Because of it. Yes. Because I think we were codependent. Or I don't know if we are Well, now it's, it's healthy and mm. you guys have your own lives mm. and you still come together and love each other, but you have a respect for each other's, you know, right. life and bound, you know, like you said, you had set boundaries. So you guys know what to expect. So he calls me up on the phone. He said that, he said, Todd, um, I'm going to the American Idol concert. And I'm like, what? And because he mentioned it, but I didn't think he was going to follow through I think he that. had mentioned he had tickets a long time ago, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, and I just didn't know what the deal was. So he's like, Sarah, his wife, doesn't want to go, and he wants me to go with him. Okay. And I can't stand American Idol. It doesn't do <laughs> well, anything Well, you just for don't me. know American Idol. I don't Idol. know him. Right. You it's never just not my it. thing. Right. And my, it was funny because my gut reaction was one of 10 years ago and it would be absolutely not. I'm not going to do it. This is not something I want to do. Right. And I talked to you about it afterwards. And, you, you know, after some discussion, you're like, well, how do you feel? I'm like, well, I don't really want to go. So in the years, just in the last few years, I, I don't do things I don't want to do. Right. And then I kind of had this maybe small aha moment saying, listen, 
my dad is asking me to go to a concert with right. him. What's the big deal? And he very rarely asks you to do things like that anymore. And he really wanted to go. I mean, it was actually really sweet because he's like, it's tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to go with me. Right. I really want to go. Mm-hmm. And you, why wouldn't you? You know, it was one that we had kind of, after we, we talked about it, we're like, why wouldn't you go? Right. It's, they would go more that side. Right. And, you know, my dad's a 71-year-old man, and he does what a lot of seven, 71-year-old men do, which is take naps and watch baseball games. Right. And there's always this kind of bar- part of me saying, oh, I wish he would become more invested in other things and stay more active. So here was here some, he is. Here right. he is staying active, going to an American Idol concert. And then, so I, I, that's exactly what I did. I called him back and said, I'm in. And we went, and I didn't hate it nearly as I th- nearly as much as yeah, I thought I was going to. Who would you like again? Because people listening probably I like that guy with the beard. Casey? Casey. Okay. Yeah, even though he can't dance. Really? Yeah. Is really bad? There was another guy you liked. Uh, uh, you liked Stefano? Is Stefano a guy? Yes, yeah, Stefano, Some I Latino think. kid who he ripped his shirt off and chucked it in the crowd. Oh, yikes. So I think the girls dug that. <laughs> and then... Um, but who's the main guy? The guy who won? Oh, uh, God. Scotty. Scotty. Le, Scotty. No, I don't know. Scotty McCready. Oh, there you go. Wow. So, but it, it was everybody except Scotty for the entire concert, except for like the last five songs. Right. And it was just weird because the main guy wasn't in it at all, and all the other people were in it. For the entire concert. Well, it's kind of like holding your Best top for billing for last. Exactly. But he was less exciting than the people before him. Oh, really? Yeah. He has a good voice, though. Good he's country got voice, an, doesn't he? But he's a one-trick pony. I don't know how he won. He's got a great voice who sings country tunes. I don't know how he won. I think he was consistent. I think he was always good. Yeah. And I didn't watch the show because maybe he was awesome on the show. You know, neither did I. So here I am, like, defending Scotty. I didn't watch this season. I usually do, mm-hmm. which was what made it interesting that your dad wanted to go to the concert this year mm-hmm. because I usually do. But this year I just didn't get into it. So the moral of the story is I needed to get outside of my head and my old habits because my old habits before is like, no, this is my dad trying to push boundaries on me. And I've clearly set boundaries to make sure that you know, there is a separation of my um, what you need and what we, I need, yeah. and and then I just realized, you know, this isn't that big of a deal. No. So I just needed to chill out. And but relax. see, that's the beautiful happy medium is that you to find that place, you had to set your boundaries and maybe be more strict about. Um, okay, I'm not going to do this. I need to think about me. And then once you get that boundary, right. you can go back, meaning there's it's a pendulum. You There is a balance in there where it doesn't mean that you're only going to do what you want to do. Right. You had to do that initially. Right. And then now it's like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. I'm compl- I have some flexibility here. I can move in and out of this. Right. And sometimes I can say yes, and sometimes I can say no. And that's the beauty of a, a honest relationship. And, I, and usually I kind of think uh, – problems through in my head but in this case i talked to you and yeah. you're the one you're like you know just... well i and you did it i said what i did is i promised you i said how do you feel mm-hmm. and you said i think i could you know i don't even remember your words but you were like I, you know i think it what's would the be big ni- deal? what's the big just deal go. it would be nice and i'm like there's your answer you and don't I, need to think and about i guess it. there's times when i'm selfish and and this was one of those times before i decided to go i'm like um, I don't want to go. So why would I ever go somewhere right. that I don't want to go? See, that's in your head. And then I realized this is my dad, whom I love, who loves me, and he's asking me to go to something that he truly enjoys. And that's your heart. And then I said, okay. Right. Let's go. And I'm so glad I went. So I want to I want to be very clear. Dad, thank you for inviting me to the concert. Plus, it was 12th row. So awesome. seeing a concert at the 12th row versus the 400th row. Like when I went to see NKOTBBSB. That's right. And I was in like the second row. Yes. So I kind of beat you in the row. Barely. Barely. By 10 rows. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's that's a good story. So yeah, the moral of the story is for me to not be inside my head and to 
be a little more like, I don't know, go with the flow a little bit instead of sometimes I'm so structured like, no, this is something I don't want to do. So I don't do, th- don't do things I don't want to do unless it's like work or something like that. Right. But Well, and this gets kind of into the show we did a long time called the, I think it was something like the Tin Man and the, mm-hmm. um, Scarecrow. the Scarecrow about being in your head and your heart. But when you say, you know, just that language, nope, I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to do it that way. That's a should. Mm-hmm. And that's your head. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, and this comes into parenting, any kind of relationship, anytime we're like, it should be this way. That's thinking. When you get into, wait, I love my dad. Mm-hmm. I love being with him. That's your heart. Right. So it's like you you were just saying, no, I was going to get into my head about it. But actually, you went the other way. Right. And Todd, you guys can't see Todd. Maybe we'll take a picture of this and put it up. But he's wearing this awesome shirt today. And all it is is just a white shirt with a red heart on the front, right where his heart is. Because Todd's got a really big heart. And you got that for me to remind me that this is where I That's I need where to you need to live. It's kind of like in uh, that movie Sling Blade. And yeah. my favorite line from that movie is when Carl says, this isn't my movie line of the week, by the way. <laughs> the movie line of the week will actually be coming up. And uh, wives, please get your husbands because you might need their help to get this movie Definitely, line. Definitely, because I don't know it. So the Sling Blade line is, that boy, he lives inside his heart. That's a mighty big place to live. Mm-hmm. So that's, <laughs> that's good. So that's, that's a good what, Carl. So that's what Carl did. And that's Frank. Frank, that kid. Yeah. And for those who've never seen the movie, you need to see it. For those who have seen it, I'm talking about the little boy Frank, who's yeah. so awesome. Who's in so that. good. Yeah. And not, not Dwight Yoakam. His, what's Dwight, his name in that movie? I don't know, but Dwight Yoakam is hilarious <laughs> oh in my that God. movie. I know. I want to say a line, but it's got a swear word in it, yeah. so I can't do it. He's an SOB, but he is, he is so funny in that movie. It's, How about their band practice? I know. <laughs> band practice is hilarious. we got to do a, a Sling Blade movie line one we of do. these days. We do. Um, so that's my American Idol concert story dad thank you for inviting me and i had a great time awesome um well i'm gonna switch gears because as we said this show is random Mm -hmm. and i want to talk about the fact that school starts this week at least it does in the suburb we live in outside of chicago i know some of the cps chicago public schools started a few weeks ago and some don't start for a couple weeks but for us um it starts this thursday and one very simple thing that i want to say to parents is if your children are anxious about going back to school, just let them be and quit trying to tell them why they shouldn't be and stop talking so much. And when they say, and don't prep it like two more days and Mm -hmm. three more days and aren't you excited? Because really, I think as parents, what we're trying to do is have our children ease our jitters about it, Mm -hmm. is we say, aren't you excited? So if they say, yeah, I am, then we can go, whew, good, Mm -hmm. now I don't need to worry about it. And just allow them to be nervous if they are. Um, and I know that sounds really simplistic, allow them to be nervous, but what I mean is that's normal. Well, not even just allow them to be nervous, allow them to be sad. Think how awesome summer is as as a kid. Summer is the best. And one, um, quick thing is I feel like school schedules have stolen a month of our summer from us. They kind of have. Because they go back on August 18th. And summer, there's still a full month left of the summer season. Yeah. Yet we think that summer's over, even though um, two-thirds of it are, are are only gone by. We still have a third of it left. Yeah. So I know. It's funny because everybody I keep seeing in town, we keep saying summer's over. And summer's not even close to being over. Right. Summer. Like summer's going on for another month, month right? A whole other month. And so, but basically our summer break mm-hmm. is over and you know we have to head into kind of a fall mentality and we um you're right we we try to uh, impress upon our children how great it's going to be but summer is the best summer's the best because you don't they don't have a job all they do is play well the kids that are young don't have a job right we may that's have listeners true. who have kids who that's right. do if, have jobs when these girls turn 16 they're gonna have a job i know i'm that's I'm with the you. deal right i'm with you oh okay. for sure i i had a job my sister had a job and it's not about we don't care what job they have mm-hmm. 
have, but they have to figure out a way figure to make some job. money. And but, maybe even before then. Yeah, babysitting. I used to caddy, stuff yeah. like that. It, you could do that before you're 16. Yeah, and I lived in DeKalb, and people used to pick the corn. Shuck corn. Shuck the corn, or husk the corn. I can't remember. Detassel the corn. Oh, whatever. Yeah, so. Um, so anyways, but when you're like 13 or less, all you do is play. And yeah. you sleep in, and yeah. it's awesome because, you know, bedtime during school year is like 6.30 or 7.30. And summer, you know, these girls go to bed at like 10.30. I know. And they sleep until 8.30. I know. The girls have an... And then they come in our bed and we're all like... Uh, we're just in a completely different mindset. Like uh, in the next couple of days, we're going to travel with you mm-hmm. on a work trip, right. you know, and you have to do your work with the girls and I because we don't have a, such a deep schedule. Yeah, you guys get to... We get to go. Yeah. And we just can't do that during the school year. And it's pretty cool. And so I guess what I'm saying to parents is I know you're feeling a little anxious about the school year starting too for good reason because, every, you know, everything changes, the structure the busyness but a few things to that I want to suggest number one you don't have to be that busy mm-hmm. um, if there if you feel like oh my gosh I'm overwhelmed it hasn't even begun consider not doing everything you're planning to do mm-hmm. and consider taking a few things off the schedule um, if it's child related mm-hmm. I understand if you work and such those aren't things you can change but that's one thought out of the box right. and then the second is is if your child is struggling just just let them and and say talk to me about it and I understand and um, you know, and I hear you and how can I help you rather than no, your friends in your class and you're going to love school. Cause that's just not validating what they're feeling. And, you know, just to kind of put it out there, say you guys were starting a new job and all your spouse or friends were saying, we're, oh, you're going to love it. You're going to love your new job. Well, you'll be nervous mm-hmm. no matter what, because it's new. So get into that mindset of, of where they are. And, um, you know, I actually wrote a story that is in my book. Um, and gosh, what was it called? It's the one about um, JC when, you know, it was last summer, at the end of the summer when she was nervous about school and she got a little sick Mm -hmm. to her stomach and then she ended up wearing my necklace. Oh, and that helped. Yes. Oh, I know what it was called. It was called Emotional and Physical. Mm -hmm. And it's in The Self-Aware Parent 2. And I talked about how she, it was this time last year, how she really wasn't feeling good. But I had an inkling that it was... She was definitely feeling physical illness, you know, she was feeling a stomach ache, but then I knew that there was an emotional component about going back to school. And eventually she was able to like spit it all Mm -hmm. out because I just kind of, you know, allowed it to be. Did she throw up too or no? She, no, she just wasn't eating. Mm -hmm. I don't think she threw up. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. We'll have to read the story. Yeah. Um, But what she ended up doing was um, she was a little leery about going back to school. And so she ended up, I asked how I could help her. Mm -hmm. She said, I want to take something of yours. And so she wore one of my necklaces mm-hmm. to school that first day. And we have a picture on the fridge of her, and she's got that necklace mm-hmm. on. And then two days later, she didn't need it. Yeah. But just acknowledging that maybe they need extra support rather than telling them why they shouldn't feel that way. Well, and I don't know if I want to go down this road, but a lot of the times when our girls are sick, um, what we try to do is get another layer below and find out what's going on. Because a lot of the times it has to do with something else that's happening right. in their emotional whatever world world, Mm -hmm. because I think what you know you've kind of brought me into this holistic emotional world I'd say oh well she's sick she must have a virus must be a germ must be a germ and uh, now I don't even think about it like we always try to trace back okay what's going on in the house maybe you know we're moving or something big is going on and a lot of times we as parents don't connect the dots right we so you know you treat the physical of course and we're totally getting tangential here but we treat the physical, but you also, if you, it's it's a good idea to look at the possibility that it might be an emotional response 
to, to something, something else. To there's some be some kind of stressor in their life, and at that point, there's nothing you can do about that. Meaning, like Todd just said, you treat the physical; it's real. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're pretending. That's the other thing I wrote about. It's not like they're pretending to be sick; they are physically sick. Right. But you also think about how else can I soothe mm-hmm. them from an emotional way? Like I'm going to treat the sick and you know put oils on her stomach and rub her feet and let her go to bed and give her a smoothie and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but also allow her to talk about how she's feeling right. and what she's struggling with. Because, you know, again, parents, it sounds far-fetched, right? But there's so much truth to it. I mean, if you're stressed out at work or, you know, something's going on at home and you're overwhelmed, don't you get sick? Yeah. You know, that happens to us. Or I remember when I was in college, you know, I'd work, 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 play, 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 mm-hmm. and then come home from college at Thanksgiving and just be sick mm-hmm. for like three days because my body had done so much work emotionally and physically so these aren't far-fetched ideas but we tend to only tie them to things like adult stress and the thing is is kids have their own i don't even want to call it stress just life experience i remember being stressed about you know in retrospect it sounds silly but at the time it's your whole world like you have a test coming up in fifth grade of a spelling test it is your world and you get all worried and as parents it's easy for us to say well why are they worried about a silly spelling test but that is their entire world that is their job review or whatever and you know what todd there are some parents who would say they should be nervous about that test like you're coming from your perspective where we would say oh guys it's just a test you know do your best and that's all you can do but a lot of parents would be like have you studied Mm -hmm. what'd you get what'd you get Mm -hmm. so the stress is not only in the child Mm -hmm. but it's at home yeah they feel it from us they do and we're pretty purposeful in how we deal with tests you know jc's going into third grade and it, although it's sometimes hard sometimes she'll come home with like a a really good grade on a test and i purposely don't make a really big deal out right. of it because if i jump for joy saying oh you got a 97 percent on your spelling test then it's intrinsic it i think it it gives them the pathway to be extrinsically motivated, not by... Or this is the way I please my dad. Yes, this is a dad-pleasing thing. Or I don't purposely say, good luck on your test. You're going right. to do really good. We don't even talk about we it We don't the even day talk of. about yeah. the tests. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe that will come up to bite us in the butt someday, but... Well, no, because, well, I guess I don't know um, how that'll show up, but it's very truth. I mean, it's not like we're like, don't ask her about the test. We just aren't that tuned into Very it. Very low-key about But it. we study. Mm-hmm. We're thoughtful about when homework is done. We make sure that she finishes everything mm-hmm. that she's supposed to. We're not low-key about that. Well, but yeah. it's the, you know, it's the whole idea of detach from the outcome. Do mm-hmm. the best you can. Um, you know, you know this information. You know, like when she does jump out of the car sometimes and right before she's going in and she'll say something about, oh, my test is today. I'm like, you know the information. That's all I need to say. Well, what I always say to her is that I could care less about what you get on your tests. And I think... I think I feel that. What I do care about is how hard you're trying in your homework. Yeah. And then that's the means. And in the classroom. And in the classroom. Mm-hmm. That's the means and not the end. Yeah. I could really care less about the end because if you address the means, the end will take care of itself. Exactly. And if you just address the end, then you're not really learning. You're mm-hmm. cramming or trying to figure out the best way to manipulate the system. Right. And I may be making that too cut and dry there. Right. Maybe that's a little older when mm-hmm. we get into high school and we figure out how to take a test. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, it's just funny to think about all the classes. I had to take classes to learn how to take the ACT and the mm-hmm. SAT. And they teach you things like, if you're not sure, choose C. Mm-hmm. Well, how is that learning? Right. You know, but that's, we learn these manipulative ways of how to take a, test. To take a test versus are we learning? So again, we're getting tangential, but it's um, but it's important to discuss. Well, and I think we have time for this. I thought in the back of my head of like, if there's one thing that you and I concentrate on, and every set of parents have their own one thing of what they 
focus on the most. I think a lot of parents focus on reading or school or academics or sports. If or friends. Or friends. Socialization. If there's one thing that I think that we hope that these girls are good at is having emotional health. Yes. Feeling their feelings and doing those other things. So that's what I think we take most time in nurturing. And there's there's a, a possibility that they may not be the best students or there's right. a best there's a good possibility that they might not be the best soccer or basketball players because we're not creating this um, big, intense environment of right. making sure that they're the best that they absolutely can be. But if there's one thing that we expend most of our resources on, it is their emotional health. And, and that's how we think, that's how we want to be. It's the string that goes through everything we do. Right. So if you're, you know, if you guys listen to the show and, you know, we talk about all sorts of different things, school and, you know, parenting and, you know, social issues, whatever it may be, the string that always runs through is, is feelings, emotions, and ensuring that our girls are on the path of understanding who they are. Right. And that is connected to emotions, but it's like the step below emotions, which is who am I mm-hmm. and why am I having those feelings mm-hmm. and how can I deal with them and am I being my own friend? Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of my new phrase. I've been, you know, as I always am working on myself, as yes. you know, um, the new phrase that has come up to me in kind of when I get quiet is, am I my own best friend? Mm-hmm. It makes me kind of get, you know, teary thinking about it because I'm not always, mm-hmm. you know, and many, very few of us are. But really, that's our job mm-hmm. and not our own best friend, like patting ourselves on the back. I think I kind of grew up in an environment where like my I remember my grandma used to be worried about my parents, um, you know, giving me too much, uh, too many compliments because right. she'd say, um, you know, don't say that because she'll think this about herself or whatever. Right. I think that in an old generation, you know, before my parents, there was that fear mm-hmm. of, you know, we got to have our kids grow up strong. And I actually just read an article about why it was because there was such a military mentality then right. that all of our kids had to grow up strong just in case they had to get into the military. Right. Isn't that interesting? Right. So then that was passed down to our parents and, you know, the whole idea of, and actually my parents didn't follow through with that. I got a lot of compliments from them, but there was still that thought. Mm-hmm. And so, so we take to heart, we shouldn't really love ourselves. Mm-hmm. And if we do, then there's something wrong. And and I'm just realizing how that's the only thing I want for my kids because right. everything springs from that. Right. Well, everything. And, and here's why I bring it up is as um, as a parent, you need to, in my opinion, figure out what is your wheelhouse. What is your thing that you want to raise these kids to be the absolute best at? Obviously, you want them to be everything. You want them to be socially accepted. You want them to be smart. You want them to be athletic. You like you want. But what is the one thing that you want to focus on? And I'll bet you that there's probably some parents out there that think that they should be a certain way, but yet their resources are expended in another way. In a different way. So right. maybe it's, it's head versus heart again. Right. They, so, in their head, they So think. figure out with your spouse or your partner of what's most important to you, and then look at your parenting style and yeah. see if that fits with what you're trying to do. I have a good movie quote. I'm not the one, you know, Mm -hmm. usually doing the movie quotes. But in City Slickers, when Curly says there's just one thing. Just one one thing. thing. And And then Billy Crystal says, what's the one thing? Right. And Curly says. That's for everyone to figure out on their own. Right. And that is so true. And I know that it's such a deep level now. And that that applies to our parenting now, too, is what is that thing that you want? And then everything else flows so naturally Mm -hmm. from that thing. Mm -hmm. And then you let your children figure out what their one thing is. And then everything flows naturally. It's just about being who they are. Right. And um, instead of getting in your head and saying it needs to look this way, it needs to feel this way, it needs to be this 
this way. And that it, it's hard to trust that because mm-hmm. I think this is the new generation of parenting this way. Right. Um, I'm seeing more of this in my world, my professional world, that this is becoming more, more commonplace. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking from the heart, allowing our children to be in their heart, allowing our ch- children to be who they are, and trusting and, that. And I think critics of that philosophy would say then we're we're raising a bunch of pansies. Right. We're raising a bunch of soft kids. Right. And um That's the non trusting part. Yes. That's the the idea is if we allow our children to be who they are, they're gonna fail. Right. And that's to me not truth. Right, 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 right. I'm with you. Yeah. So but again, you know, it it's just remains to be seen, but it's not something that I have read enough things to believe it. I just know it in my soul there you go and so um you mentioned um we still got a good six minutes left in the show but you mentioned um that school starts next thursday yeah and i didn't tell you this but you have a book signing party on friday yes so so school starts thursday and on the which is the 18th and on the 19th which is friday um a book signing party um in elmhurst so for those of you who live in elmhurst is why i bring it up I didn't tell you this, but I think that we made these postcards. Yeah. And I want to pass those out, not to everybody, but to people we know. And that it's funny how you and I have different styles of promotion. Yeah. And I just wanted to spring that on you on the air right now and ask you what you thought about that idea. Oh, you mean the fact that you know, handing out postcards? Well, there's gonna, yeah, there's going to be a bunch of parents out there. Right. And you are always Wait, kind of, oh, oh, at school? At school. Oh, geez. You know why I struggle with it? Why? It's not about bothering the parents so much with postcards standing outside the school on the 18th. It's that it's me. It's me It's me saying, but, but come to promoting, my book signing. we're promoting Zen Parenting Radio. And since I'm the star of the show. What do you mean star? We're you co-stars. Can, you can promote me. You're my co-star. I'll promote you. You promote me. Oh, you know what? I'm not completely against it. I will. It's one of those things. As long as we're not standing, handing it out. But if we have I'm, some. I'm going to be standing, handing it out. <laughs> if we have some, we can like hand them to the people we're talking to. I just... It, it, it I, you know what? This is not my thing. I am not. I can verbally tell people. Like I taught yoga this morning, and I told my whole I know, class. No, you got to give them a piece of paper because they're going to forget. Well, that's what you think. People don't listen. They, they listen. No, people don't listen. listen. Nobody ever listens. I'm not even listening to you right now. Well, okay. I'm waiting for my turn to speak. Okay. <laughs> well, let's um, let's, let's talk, talk about, about it. it. <laughs> We'll talk about it later. But, you know, I'm not totally against it. But anyway, let me give the book signing information for people who are from the Chicagoland area. It is at Essential Skin and Beauty, which is on York Road, right next, right across, or excuse me, right next to Pints. Mm -hmm. And because we're going to maybe go there afterwards and have a drink to celebrate. And then right by the Smoothie Factory. Do you have the number? I can't believe that we don't have the address of Essential Skin and Beauty. Oh, I know what you can do. Go on EssentialSkinandBeauty.com, and that's their website. And because I can't think of their address right now off the top of my head. And that's where it's going to be. And here's the cool things. Um, We're going to be book signing and also, you know, have our and parenting visors for everyone to buy. And I'm also going to have some gift packaging of the books, um, meaning, you know, things you can buy for baby showers and stuff. And then there's going to be a raffle Mm -hmm. and that there is going to be massages for 10 bucks Mm -hmm. for 10 minutes. There's going to be makeup demos Mm -hmm. and, you know, stuff that Essential Skin and Beauty has. There's going to be food from Mm -hmm. Cafe Amano. Mm -hmm. Um, There's going to be free water. We're bringing water. And how cool. And the raffle is all you got to do is show up, sign your name, and you'll get a raffle Right. You don't have to buy a ticket. You don't have to pay pay anything. And you might win uh, really good seats to a White Sox game. Yeah. Who may or may not be in playoff contention. Maybe. And then uh, free massages. Really? Yeah. 
Free massages? Yeah, the $50 gift card thing. Well, if we, I'm not sure if we're having a $50 yeah, gift card. There will be a $50 gift card. Do you think there will be a $50 yeah. gift card? No well, sweat. regardless, um, you definitely need to come out. And and the thing, the reason we made it an open house is to make it low-key so people could just stop in and say hello. Like say you're downtown with your family in, in Elmhurst and you can eat and then stop in and say hello and leave. You right. don't. I didn't want to have a party where people felt the need to come and socialize yeah. for long periods of time. Two minutes, ten minutes. Yeah. Stay as long as yeah, you want. Yeah, and just come say hello to us and give us a hug. And um, and that's, that's I've been meaning important. to talk about Stitcher for a while. Okay. For those who listen to the show, Stitcher is an application that you put on your smartphone, and it makes it super easy to listen to our show or any other show you have interest in. So Stitcher, S T I T C H E R. Um, you know, it's not like we. It's not. You even can listen to our podcast, but you also listen to say all the things you listen to on Fantasy Stitcher. Football, um, Piers Morgan, Piers Morgan, sixty Minutes, awesome. Meet the Press. Yeah, I'm saying it's awesome. I don't really use it. You don't even know how to listen to our show on Stitcher. I know, but I have a Stitcher now. I downloaded it. Because I put it on for you. You didn't do anything. I updated it, though. Okay. Um, And then what else? Avid Company, uh, painting, remodeling, and additions. And, man, they are doing such a good job with our house. You guys, um, you got to give Avid a call if you're interested in doing anything with your house. They really take care and... You know, have a lot of love when they do it. When we had Jeremy on, he uh, we said, "Is everything going to go splendidly?" And he promised it would, and so far it has. Yes, and so the the website is avidco.net. A v i d c o dot net six three zero nine five six eighteen hundred. We have a movie line all set up for you. Is there something that you wanted to say? Sweetie? No, I want you to get your movie line so we don't go all over. Right. It's a it. short one. Dave was there. Dave's the killer. Yeah. 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 Dave's the killer. He's a mess. Yeah. Short and sweet. So if you know what that's from, uh, put it on our Facebook page. And uh, do you have anything else that you want to add? No. Just have a good week. Have a good week. And uh, we look forward to seeing you at the book signing. Terrific. Adios. Adios.